0: There are a lot of podcasts on the internet that are predictable. Talking about the same things on every show. We do things a little different here. This is the Pyro Factor. The The Pyro Factor. Factor. From conspiracy theories to sports to news, politics, current events.
1: If it's happening, Michael is talking about it.
0: Real, real, raw, raw. and proudly controversial. Let's do the damn thing. This is the Pyro Factor. And now your host, Michael Grace. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Power Factor. Today, we're talking about First Amendment rights, freedom of speech. I'm going to tell you what freedom of speech means to me. I'm going to quote George Washington. He said, If freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. That's true. Freedom of speech has been a basic freedom of our country since it was organized. It lets us express our thoughts, our opinions, and beliefs as we choose. The door of discussion and opportunity is wide open, being compared to a country with very little freedom in this aspect if you look at other countries. Just consider what it would be like without this simple but powerful freedom. You could not say anything against political leaders, may not be free to practice a certain religion, and can get punished for something you say. There's people that have to endure this all over the world. For them, the door is closed on their ability to speak their minds. And if they do try to crack the door open, they suffer severe penalty. Freedom to say what we want is often overlooked in our country and not considered to be the incredibly important right that it is. We are so lucky to be in a country that supports freedoms such as this. Think about it. Having a constitution that supports and promises our freedoms has made our society feel remarkably free. Unfortunately, though, some citizens of our country seem to think that an open door on free speech gives them permission to Figuratively, change through and destroy what has been offered. There's definitely a line between discussing our ideas and opinions with others in a heated way and being so hateful and fucking violent that we refuse to accept any other's opinions. We see that right now in our politics. You're either 100% one way or 100% the other, and you don't give a fuck about another person's opinion. Free speech allows us all to see others' points of view and make our country the best it can be. That's the greatest thing about free speech. We are not like sheep being led to slaughter, but are intelligent and cooperative citizens of an exceptional country. Again, We are not like sheep being led to slaughter, but are intelligent and cooperative citizens of an exceptional country. Think about that. We have brains, depth of understanding and gratitude help us to defend and use our rights in a purposeful and respectful way. That's how I look at it. I have a deep appreciation of the freedom of speech, and I don't think anybody should take that away from us. So that's my opening statement this morning. We're going to talk about a lot of other things, so stay tuned. And we'll be right back after our sponsor's commercial.
1: What if it was possible to get local, fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados, and they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again.
0: All right. Thank you very much for the Instacart ad. I hope you guys try Instacart. I've used it before. It's super great. So anyways, we're talking about the First Amendment. We're talking about free speech. And before we get started, I think there's like a a breakdown. There's seven things I think that a lot of people need to know about the First Amendment. Okay. First off, the five freedoms that it protects. And a lot of people can't even tell you this. Speech, religion, press, newspapers, assembly, and the right to petition the government. These five guaranteed freedoms make the people of the United States of America the freest in the world by having the First Amendment. Second, before agreeing to accept the Constitution, the founders of our democratic republic, demanded that these freedoms be protected by an amendment to the original document called the First Amendment. Now, there's no legal age you have to reach to exercise your First Amendment freedoms. You could be 11. They are guaranteed to you the day you are born. There's also no citizenship required for First Amendment protection, If you're in the United States, you have the freedom of speech, religion, press, assembly, and petition. The First Amendment is neither left-wing or right-wing. There's no political affiliation. It can be used to push for social and political change or to oppose change. The First Amendment is for everyone. The First Amendment protects us against government limits on our freedom of expression However, remember this, it doesn't prevent a private employer from setting its own rules. You can't say whatever the fuck you want when you're working for somebody who's paying you money for eight hours or 10 or 12 or however long you work there. The First Amendment prevents governments from requiring you to say something you don't want to or keeping you from hearing or reading the words of others. Even if you never speak out yourself, you have the right to receive information. And seven, students have the right to pray in America's public schools as long as there's no disruption to school operations and no government employees, teachers, or coaches are involved. You want to get around with a bunch of your buddies and sit in a circle and pray to a Bible with nobody around, you're not offending anybody, you're allowed to do that. So, first off, speech. What does the First Amendment say about freedom of speech? Can speech be restricted? And if so, when? I doubt it. Press? How did freedom of our press come about? Are there restrictions to press freedom? The ways in which this core freedom is developed in law are explained later on. I'll talk about it. Religion? assembly our right to gather in peaceful public protest. Man, we have had some public protests in the last three years, and I won't say they're peaceful. Marches, rallies, and other assemblies, it's a core freedom. It's guaranteed by the First Amendment. However, it doesn't always necessarily work out that way. You know, you got to think about why freedom of speech is such an important right And can it ever be limited? So what really is the current state of free speech in the United States? I mean, I think free speech may be something that we take for granted in our country. But do we actually have the freedoms that we think we do? Recently, free speech has come under a lot of scrutiny. Many people are asking whether free speech is harmful to others. And if there are times when speech should be censored in order to protect individuals groups of people, or the United States government. I think there's a fine line between what we call freedom of speech and the actual ability to speak freely about something. Your parents always taught you not to hurt other people's feelings with words. Words can hurt. So therefore, freedom of speech means you can say whatever you want. You can say words that hurt people. Do we ever draw the line on that or do you just get over it? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. In the United States, free speech refers to the First Amendment rights in the Constitution, and the First Amendment specifically states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a ready risk of grievances. That's pretty much it in a nutshell, but you could really, really break that down. I'm not going to get into the United States Constitution because when it was written, it was written quite a while ago, and I don't know necessarily if what they wrote back then is what they would want that meeting to be now. Have you ever thought about that? Does two, three hundred years of history change the way people should think about a certain topic? The United States allows people the right to practice religion freely, speak freely, for the press to speak freely, and for people to assemble or petition peacefully. These rights are foundational and fundamental to the way that our United States works. You can't go to other countries and do that. Try to go to fucking China and hold up a sign that says you don't like Jinping doesn't work. They wrote these into the Constitution for us. Still, they're not without controversy, okay? First Amendment, Second Amendment, we go over every amendment. They all have a controversial side to them that we can debate and pick apart. They're often called into question when other people feel that speech is harmful, offensive, or dangerous. Can it be? You know the old saying you can't yell fire in a theater. Is that free speech? No, it's not. They've already determined you can't do that. I mean there is a clear and present danger. Free speech was limited, did you know this in 1919 after a decision was reached, excuse me, was reached by the Supreme Court. A couple people named Schenck versus the United States. The court determined that free speech would not be permitted when it presented a clear and present danger to society. And here's what we're going to talk about. The theater. The case in question was about two individuals by the names of Charles Schneck and Elizabeth Bear. Schneck and Bear were socialists, and they were distributing leaflets urging the public to disobey the United States draft. If you get drafted, don't go. Be a draft dodger. The Supreme Court ruled against them, against their right to freedom of speech. In this case, because they believed that the government required deference during wartime. So here's what it means in a nutshell. You're not allowed to tell people to defer the draft. You're not allowed to give them your own opinion on why you think they shouldn't go to war if you're anti-war. But the government said, no, in these certain circumstances, you don't get freedom of speech because you're telling people they can't go to war and we need people to go to war because we need to protect our country. A lot of other restrictions on free speech, speech that incites violence, language that supports terrorism, defamation of character, intellectual property, and then true threats. I mean, free speech is not always given, especially when it causes harm or offense to others. When these incidents occur, I mean, people begin to ask if freedom of speech trumps the feelings of others. That's where we're starting to get, or if the basic right of freedom of speech is inherently more valuable. White nationalists protesting in Charlottesville. Many people argue that they lost their right when members of the protest fell to violent acts. But was the free speech to blame? And should the city of Charlottesville have revoked their permit? Are they allowed to go and protest against the Jewish? I think it's kind of stupid to do, but it's out there, and they allow them to do that. I mean, the ACLU has a long history defending all sorts of free speech in the United States. They're known for holding politicians accountable, and they gained favor from the political left for promising to hold President Trump and his administration accountable in court. They felt like that there was a lot of issues that were being violated immigration rights, LGBTQ, RS, elemental P plus, racial justice. It's crazy. I mean, should free speech always be protected? As long as people live together in society, the rights of free speech are always going to cause tension. Sometimes speech is so offensive or potentially damaging to people that it is natural to want to shut down its negative effects. On the other hand, the United States' freedom of speech laws is precious and revolutionary at their inception. The United States Constitution at its core is our values and our beliefs. I mean, this debate continues. Is freedom of speech worth protecting in every scenario or Are there times when freedom of speech causes more harm than it's worth? We'll be right back after a quick commercial break.
1: What is Coca-Cola? Is it an excuse to get together? Since 1886, Coca-Cola has been passing on smiles from generation to generation. We've been giving kids scholarships. Like the early birds and the all-nighters. And you get to enjoy what matters most.
0: Coca-Cola. Drink up. All right, welcome back. Thank you from that ad from Coca-Cola. So we're talking about freedom of speech when it's acceptable, when it's not. We're going to talk about some of the reasons why it's not acceptable. And some of the cases that have come up. And when you can and can't just express your fucking opinion, so to speak. I mean, despite the broad freedom of expressions guaranteed by the First Amendment, there are some historically rooted exceptions. First, the government may generally restrict the time, place, or manner of speech if the restrictions are unrelated to what the speech says. In other words, you can't go stand and shut down a government building and protest something that's not even related to the government building. If the restrictions are unrelated, people have to leave. They have ways of expressing their views, just not in front of a government building. Thus, for instance, the government may restrict the use of loudspeakers in residential areas at night, limit demonstrations that block traffic, or ban all picketing of people's homes. You see this all the time. There are a few narrow categories of speech that are not protected from government restrictions. The main ones are incitement, defamation, fraud, obscenity, child pornography. You can't do any of those. You go to jail for that. Fighting words and threats. There's a lot of laws. We're not going to go every single one of them. The Supreme Court has passed. Just Google them over years and years and years that have changed the concept of freedom of speech. Defamatory lies, which are called libel if written and slander if spoken. Lying under oath and fraud. You can be punished for that. Even negligent factual errors may lead to lawsuits. These are all examples of what we consider free speech, but the government has exercised their right to put a cap on it, so to speak, which I agree. Again, I don't necessarily know in my mind that freedom of speech means you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, whenever you want to say it, wherever you're at. There has to be a little decorum, a little couth sometimes, I mean, there are a lot of pros to freedom of speech, and it usually comes back to the government being able to control us and how we haven't allowed that. It protects us from special interests. When companies or people have power, they do whatever they can to retain it for as long as possible. That may include a change in the government's constitution, the NRA, trying to change gun regulations. A shift in a company's board of directors or the suppression of a minority group that threatens the way of life for the people involved. Having the freedom of speech reduces its power because it allows individuals to criticize, so to speak, the people that are in power. There's no fear of losing personal freedom with this right because your opinion contributes to the overall conversation. A perfect example is Yelp. You want to Yelp a company That's freedom of speech, saying that their food sucked, saying that the customer service is terrible. You're allowed to do that, contributing factors of conversations from thousands and thousands of people. And imagine if we didn't have that freedom of speech if you lived in China. You have to hold up a blank piece of white paper so you don't get arrested. Freedom of speech promotes the free exchange of ideas. When a society operates in a free speech environment, it's given to all of us. There's a more significant exchange of ideas that occur. It becomes almost impossible for those who are in power to suppress truths that they may not want to let out in the open. Because free speech allows people to come forward, whistleblowers. This process allows for progress to occur because people can learn from the experiences and the perspectives of one another without worrying about the dogma of a big brother. Big brother. Freedom of speech can expose immoral or unlawful activities. When Edward Snowden decided to leak all those state secrets to the press, he created an interesting question about freedom of speech that we're still to this day attempting to resolve in our society. Was such an action inflicting damage against the legitimate actions of the government, or was the information he offered a way to bring light to actions that the government shouldn't have been performing In the first place, it's kind of a double-edged sword when the government can control what you say about the government, but the government wants you to be able to have the right to free speech. When you have a chance to ask questions or share perspectives with freedom of speech, it creates more learning opportunities in society, makes it easier for all individuals to make new discoveries, suggest ideas, or exchange information freely without worrying about potentially political consequences. There's a lot of different ideas out there on freedom of speech, and some people feel that you should keep your mouth shut and not say a thing. Other people feel that you should get out there and voice your opinion as loud and proud as you can. I mean, what do you think? Freedom of speech doesn't mean, again, the freedom to have all speech. We talked about it earlier. You can't make an authentic threat against another individual. It's illegal to defame people. You can't plagiarize copyrighted material. It's illegal to share some obscene material, such as child pornography. We all know this. Freedom of speech can also spread false information. Oh, my God. Where do we start here? False information. It's all over the news the last two or three years. Everything's fake, 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 fraudulent. You go online and you get sucked in to all these websites that talk about how the government's taking control, how everything's rigged. Nobody wins elections anymore legitimately. Everything's rigged. It's just ridiculous. I mean, freedom of speech can have a horrible effect and cause people to endure Crazy verbal abuse. I don't agree with what you say, but I will defend you to the death, your right to say it. That's the way you should look at it. People have a right to their opinion. It's that simple. I mean, do you think freedom of speech will eventually polarize society? When people are allowed to express their opinions freely, then it creates three primary outcomes, I think. Some people will agree with the statement. Others will disagree. And a middle group won't care one way or another how the fuck you feel, which means they will gather around like minded individuals to spend most of their time. And it's incredible to think about how people feel what their freedom of speech is just on a daily basis, out in public freedom of speech reduces your ability to, compromise, or I should say your desire to compromise. There's no give and take anymore. Once you state something out loud to somebody, you have to stick with it. You can't deviate. Anything less is weakness. I mean, There's a lot of things out there that I think we need to look at when it comes to freedom of speech. It's not perfect like the United States Constitution wrote it. The pros and cons of freedom of speech suggests that there should be some limits in place for the general good of society. I think so. Allowing people to say or do whatever the fuck they want at any time definitely increases the risk for harm. I mean, do we really want to live in a world where the creation and distribution of child pornography is a protected right? I don't think so. So we need limits on free speech. What we need is people in society to have limits on their mouth and what comes out of it and how they say it and who they say it to and when they say it. I'm so sick and tired of people saying, I have freedom of speech. You don't like it, tough shit, don't listen. That's not really the way it works, people. You need to understand that. We have rules in society. Freedom of speech in the United States Constitution wasn't written the way it's designed nowadays. People have taken it to a whole nother limit. I'm not talking about the Second Amendment, but I know the Second Amendment, a lot of people argue when it was written, wasn't written the way it is today and what our founders wanted. The bottom line is the United States Constitution has a lot of things in it that aren't perfect. Is it time that we address those and look at them, maybe see for ourselves the differences and change them? Or do we just stay diehard United States Constitution fans and the way it's written is the way that we will read it and interpret it for the entire life of our planet? I don't know what the solution is. I just know that free speech is important and there's been a lot of controversy on it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We're going to have another good topic next week. I'm sorry it took so long to get something out. Holidays and everything going on. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a great Christmas. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The Pyro Factor. Peace out, everybody.